You're listening to an Anazal Ministries podcast. What is canon? Does canon matter? Do you need a continuous canon in order for a story to be good? We are tackling all of these questions and so much more today on Systematic Geekology. I am one of your hosts. I am Joe, and I am joined by two of our illustrious panel of hosts, TJ and Kino. What's up, boys? Oh, thank you, thank you. How's it going, people? I'm TJ. I'm a host here. <laughs> I don't know. I've been geeking out on uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners, and by geeking out, I mean I watched the whole thing last night. Nice. Fantastic show. Okay, um, Kino. Uh, I am begrudgingly watching House of Dragons because there's nothing else on. It's not that great. Yeah, but it is no. that great. It it is, but it's not. It's like I'm glad that it's on, but why am I watching this? But I can't stop watching because I'm like, it's just. It's hard. <laughs> I'm going to jump into that and just just make a very specific group of people real mad real quick and then run away from the topic. Um, <laughs> what is what what is the only thing that I, that you could create that's more boring than Game of Thrones? A spinoff of Game of Thrones having nothing <laughs> to do with anything. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, Today, we are talking about um, canonicity, right? You know, there's there's a couple of specific um, IPs that I can think of that that really, you know, the, the, this conversation of what is canon, what is not, um, you know, is, is a big part of the conversation. But I feel like it, in today's world, this this conversation comes up more and more of is this canon is is this does this break canonicity things like that and so you know the first couple of things that pop into my mind there's there's Star Wars Legends there's Dragon Ball GT what are some of the other more highly contested canon points that you guys can think of with different IPs well it's not different IPs but it the Dragon Ball movies mm. oh Yes, it's I so hard know. to tell which Dragon Ball movies are and aren't canon. Yeah. yeah, and One Piece movies, even the One Piece movies, you know, is this canon? Is it not? Uh, so as far as I know, only the most recent movie, uh, Film Red, is actually canon. But they never say that. They just put out a movie, and you watch Luffy do a bunch of cool stuff. So speaking of Dragon Ball movies, I'm curious. I got to ask you guys because I checked out hard from Super. Right? I did not like. Uh, I am we we will get into this, but I am a GT guy rather than super. Um, And if super is your thing, go in peace, but not not for me. So I didn't watch Broly. And then I saw I did watch um, superhero. And so I saw very, very clearly referenced Broly. Is that canon? To super, or is or are we firmly in a different uh, super timeline? No, no idea. I, no, uh, uh, Broly has now become canon. He is he's a part of the the rule or the principle in the timeline. So does that mean by default we're, what we watched in superhero that's now canon too? <sighs> I'm gonna be honest. I don't know because it's it 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 seems like it is canon but it's not 
And it's it's just I think it's funny enough, I think it's just a placeholder to keep everybody happy yep. while they try to figure out that time slot issue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that that movie that movie was for for a Dragon Ball Z fan, especially a Dragon Ball Z fan that is of a particular vintage, especially if you were hung up on the on the the cell games, like like you know a lot of the American audience was that didn't watch the the um, the Japanese run first. You know that movie was. Dragon Ball Z flavored cotton candy, like just 100%. Just, just, we want to make the fans happy. And so we'll give you all the things that you, that, that we know you'll flock to the theaters for. And so that makes sense. That's kind of the vibe that I got from the whole thing was like, I was just curious if we made a transformation for Piccolo canon. And I'm like, yes, sir. I will. I will take that because as I've said before, and I will say again, Piccolo did it first and better. So like then in comparison to Vegeta, I'm just saying, but yeah, it's just too hard to tell there. There needs to be like a disclaimer at the start or at the end of each Dragon Ball movie. Like, yeah, this is canon. But isn't the rule for anything to become canon, it has to come from the original source. So it has to, has to, has to be at least, okayed by the original source. So that's what I was about to talk about. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's go for it. Yeah. The way I always looked at it was if it wasn't in the manga, if it's being based off of a manga or, you know, a comic book, whatever, if, you know, a film is made that isn't taken from the manga to me, it was considered, it was just non-canon. That's just how it worked. But apparently, uh, and I'm thinking specifically about Boruto, you know, like the Naruto sequel, which is bad. Uh, it is a monthly release manga, but the anime was weekly. So I was like, what? There's like a hundred episodes of the manga of the anime. We're currently still to this day, not even at chapter 100 uh, in the manga. And apparently the anime is canon. And it's just a completely different story for most of it. They just make things too hard, too confusing. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, not a huge Naruto fan. I have watched them, so just can't get through all of them. Um, but it, okay, so so most of the time we we dealing with canon in manga, anime, or in comic. It has to continue the storyline. It has to push the storyline. It has to broaden the the, the universe. Um, however, when you go into broadening the universe, then you begin to bring in outside things. Um, which makes it difficult to say this is and this is not canon. Um, again, I'm going to go back to what I said before. And that's why I was under the impression that anything that the original author or the the house puts his stamp on, that makes it canon. Yeah, that definitely, because Kishimoto does consult on the show, and that apparently that is why it's canon. The manga just has a slow release cycle. And it's funny to me, that in one foul swoop, right? In one second, you did to super fans what I did a couple of minutes ago to Game of Thrones fans because people rage so hard against GT. And I'll be the first one to admit, right? And I think TJ will second this one. Do yourself the favor and at least once watch the original version of GT because the music, the just the ambiance, if you will, of of what they build 
in the Japanese version of GT is absolutely superior to the American version. Now, that being said, I am enough of a fan that I'm not one of those people that are like, it has to be the, the Japanese version, but the Japanese version is the best. But like, I'll still watch the American version. It's fine. Like, it's uh, to me, to me, GT pushed the envelope more than Super did. Super played it safe. Super went with this idea of the gods and the angels and it becomes the Saiyan show and all of that, where I feel like GT dared to play with the toys in the toy chest a little bit more than than Super did. But the thing that people don't realize is Akira Tor uh, Toriyama uh, gave his stamp of approval at the beginning of GT. He wasn't necessarily involved in 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 it like he was with um with Z, but he gave a stamp of approval. And so like and and honestly in some respects, I would say that GT canonicity wise makes more sense than Super does. Like as far as like a timetable goes and things like that, I feel like they tried harder to make it make sense in a timeline fashion than Super did. It it seems like uh, with uh, uh, Super and GT, it it just it it if you pay attention to what's going on, there's a lot of nods to GT in Super uh, with the transformations, especially with Broly Broly coming over. Um, and I think that it's a, it is a way of trying to commercialize GT in a way that be palatable to the public. Yeah. Right. They they definitely did that with fighters and you know dragon ball z universe all the games they were really like well we have to acknowledge gt because people love gt so all of those games had gogeta in it before they recanonized gogeta which i'm not sure how that works with gt not being canon but it's cool they can do whatever they want i guess but uh, it's just it's it's so hard to keep track yeah it's yeah. so hard and that's and that's part of where like for me I don't to to a degree I I pay attention to canon. I can appreciate continuity for sure. Um if if you are making a play and saying that what you are doing is specifically building a canon, a story, telling a story, then tell your story and and de and develop the continuity involved in that. Great, fantastic. And 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 I love that. But that being said, I for me, I don't see it as important overall as it is to tell a good story. You know what I mean? Like for me, the um, the Legends continuity for Star Wars, right? And and specifically Dark Empire. I I really am a huge Dark Empire fan. But you know, people talk about the original three. That's my trilogy. The prequel trilogy. That's my trilogy. I feel like for me, like my nostalgia. Like my entry point into Star Wars was watching the originals pre remakes, like like um, remasterings or anything like that, like old VHSs of the original three was my entry point into Star Wars. But where my real love of the IP came from was the books like the the that extended universe and what they do with starting off with telling extended stories of the main characters you've got your Luke's your Luke centered stories they really 
oh, what they do as far as making Han and Leia just this united power couple is awesome. That just, I really, really wish they would have done in the sequel trilogy. Um, You know, it is what it is. But for me, knowing that it's not, you know, it's it's quote unquote canon, right? It's not really canon, but it's kind of it's it's very clearly extended universe stuff where it's just taking these it's taking these characters and saying, here's some more stories of these characters versus something like a GT or something like a super that is more overtly continuing the line. You know what I mean? If if here's the line of Dragon Ball, it got extended out with Dragon Ball Z. And if here's the end point of Dragon Ball Z, the line is getting extended out with either GT or Super yeah. in, in a just a different kind of way. But to me, as as kind of their own continuity, right? As a, kind of their own their own set of stories. They took these characters and were able to tell brand new stories that weren't necessarily bogged down by needing to play to every dotting every single I and crossing every single T of a direct continuing the line from the original trilogy. And, And that resulted in some of, for my money, some of the coolest Star Wars stories that got told. Yeah. For me, I was really... You know, I was a bigger fan of the Old Republic than I was, you know, like the continuation of the Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. For me, my my original trilogy, my Star Wars trilogy is the Darth Bane books by Drew Carpishan. Fantastic. Amazing. Oh, those books. books are so good. He's a great writer, not even just his Star Wars stuff. Right. Uh, but I think that's really what Disney missed out on was instead of, you know, buying the IP and saying, hey, none of that's real anymore. You could have just paid these people. You could have paid these yeah. people for their ideas yeah. and used them. And they still could do that, technically. And Darth Bane is now te- canon because of the Clone Wars. Uh, not right. really in the same form as he was in those books. Uh, but he does show up to Yoda in that Sith Temple in Season 5? 4? Uh, I'm not sure. But Darth Bane is there. Right. Uh, they also canonized Darth Revan in one of the Star Wars encyclopedias. Yeah. By naming uh, one of the First Order Legions after him. So that's cool. Those are my two big things. I'm glad they're both technically canon, but those stories need to be canon. They are fantastic. They're some of the best Star Wars stories. Yeah. yeah. Also, about Dragon Ball. They could have, <laughs> it would have been so easy to just, instead of decanonizing the whole thing, they could have just changed the ending, like the last episode, to where Goku doesn't leave for like a hundred years. That was the weird part about GT anyway. I don't know why I did that. Yeah. But they could have just picked up right after GT and kept some of those story elements and integrated them into Super. Yeah. I mean, especially because you're by the point that Super is is at, you know, with with the gods and and with the trainings and and all of the stuff and things like you've all you've already jumped that shark guys like for real like super saiyan god ultimate level super saiyan god like come on man like you've already made it such a a a circus as far as transformations and power levels go that at that point just 
okay. So like they GT made it look good. Like might as well just build off of that. And like if you've already gone that route of just throwing the book out as far as like power scaling or anything like that. So just build upon what's already there on both accounts. Like, and what blows, what blows my mind, i sorry to keep jumping back and back and forth about the two IPs. What, what blows my mind to your point about, they could have just paid these people and made their, so they tried to do a worse version of dark empire. Like they literally tried to do that. Just, Think somebody, somebody did it. Like literally be for, for, it's, it's there. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, that just, it blows my mind. Anyway, I, I apparently feel passionately about a thing. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you, you know, you know what, what, what was actually happening. And I don't know if this is a part of the, the, the flow, but, but this is nothing new than folks back in the early days trying to decide what books in the Bible needs to be in there. Yeah. In the new Testament, mm-hmm. which, which letter are we going to use? Are we use Barnabas, Clement, Paul, Peter, same, same, same argument. Cause you have a set over here that says, well, I like GT. And they got to sit over here. We not, we refuse to watch GT cause it's not, not in the timeline or it doesn't, whatever. It, it's, it's the same. It is yeah. the same thing. I really, really, I feel like Dragon Ball GT and the Book of Enoch are perfectly parallel in the way that they were canon and then removed from canon. They're like the the perfect comparison. Because, yeah, this right here, to us, this was official. This was Dragon Ball GT. It was the next yeah. thing for a good little while. And it was the same way with the Book of Enoch. It was in canon for like 150 years. Yeah. And then they just took it out. Like, nope, that's not real anymore. Get that out yeah. of there. Yeah. That's it. Editor's note, Josh, you absolutely need to throw in a, a celebration sound effect because that was probably <laughs> the best comparison that I have heard somebody make on, on this, uh, on this uh, show. And, and, and I'm glad that you used the language that you used TJ that nope, that, isn't real anymore right because it when you look at you know this whole this whole process of what is canonicity what is you know how does how how are we going to best present the timeline of this story and when you have these different these different arguments these different conversations these different debates there is a reality that we need to understand that for some people, you know, to take it to the to the 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 fandom sort of uh, side of the conversation, there are people that think that the next piece of the uh, piece of the timeline is super. Some people think that the next piece of the timeline is GT, but just because you prefer this one doesn't mean that this other thing over here doesn't exist, right? And you know, I, I was, I grew up in the context that the Bible is canon, right? The, 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 the book, right? And, and I had heard grumblings along the way of these other books and stuff like that, but it wasn't anything that I paid attention to. And it was during my 
explorative time of I had had my come to Jesus moment. I'd had that supernatural experience and now I needed to um, cement it, you know, because the, the brain is a very powerful thing. It'll do a great many things and make you believe a great many things, especially when you're sick and in a bad way. Um, so I, I wanted to, you know, if I could at least corroborate the empty tomb, then a lot of other things start to make start to be a lot more palatable was my approach. And I jumped into the history. I jumped into the fact finding. I jumped into what can I, what can I verify? Where can I start with, as far as all of this stuff goes? And that was my entry point into understanding that there were other works out there, like the Apoc the Apocrypha, like mm -hmm. the Book of Enoch. Um, the well, I should say the books of of Enoch. Um, I I am one that I take take seriously more the first one, and I think that that they they went in a particular way as as the other books were were written but um that there are there are pieces of literature even not not even just the 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 non-included books but also other adjacent pieces of literature that give alternative perspective on the biblical narrative that give that that talk about the the nation of Israel at this particular time, but not from not from the Bible, but but other other works acknowledging this group, right? Or maybe it's like the Book of Enoch, and and you know where we we even see Jesus referencing. I think it's Jesus. I don't know. I'm getting my references mixed mixed up right this particular second. But regardless, it's a good idea to have a full picture of. Of, of all of this stuff in order for it to really make sense in its full context. Yeah. Uh, I think a part of the issue is that people don't grasp the full context of everything. They like to yeah. take the pieces and parts that fit them, that speaks to them, and then saying, this is it. Yeah. Um, in, ref in referencing Joe, when he was talking about Jesus referencing other books, I was I, that brought to mind that there are, there are uh, books in the Old Testament that are referenced – about other individuals, yeah. um, the the book of the seer of Samuel's in First First Chronicles. Where's that book at? <laughs> there 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 are so many things that are not being recorded. I mean, not being been uh, handed down from history, but yes, been lost in time. Doesn't mean it is it was less canonical. It just got lost to time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, go on. You go ahead. No, no. All I was going to say was it's 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 to to say that this is something that is authoritative only means that you believe in that authority. Somebody mm -hmm. else might not. And and when we go talk about IPs and, and what's canon and what's not, really it's just it's just a discussion about which timeline you want to follow. <laughs> That's what it's really about. Which timeline you want to follow. And in, in yeah. the day, whatever gets your goat, go for it. Yeah. And I think the uh the apocryphal books are in an interesting spot. Because they're books that the church has acknowledged, these could have value to them. Like, you, there's a reason to read these, but they're not in the Bible. That's just interesting to me. Well, let me say this. They, they were in the Bible at one point. They was in the back. Mm -hmm. was, yeah, they was in the back. And you could still get their books uh, of the apocryphal in a Bible if you, if you buy one that has it in there. I actually have one right now. Um, so it ain't like it's just not in the Bible anymore. It's just, it depends on which version you have. 
Um, and if it's a good study Bible, I got to emphasize it got to be a good study Bible. Yeah, because right. there's a lot in there too. It's not just a, a couple things. It's like ten books. Right. Yeah, eleven. And that's that's, that's not even, that's not including the lost books in the Bible. <laughs> right. right, right, and that's and that's something to to consider, right? When you when you talk about the, you know the 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 high view of of scripture and and all of that, you know when you read. The when you read the Bible, it is presented the way that it is, the way that it is, how it is divinely inspired, whatever that I'm gonna say, whatever that means. But that that is something that is what it is, but does not disqualify this idea that good studyship involves approaching something from multiple angles. And I think that part of the part of the risk comes in where. We are so afraid to quote unquote fall into heresy that we don't, we read the Bible. That's it. That like, we just, we, we read our, we, we read like, or, or to, to take that to the extreme that it just becomes about the new Testament. Right. I, I, for me, I emphasize the fact that I, I don't believe because of feelings. I don't, I don't have faith because, um, because it makes me feel good or because somebody else in my life convinced me to have faith. I have a relationship with God because it's real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's it, it's it there there is a divine portion of it that I I really do believe in the revelation of the personhood of Jesus. I really do I think that that's presented in scripture for a reason. I think that there is something divine in nature about putting the dots together to say Jesus was the son of God. And, but when it comes to the, the reliability of the source material, the reliability of the biblical narrative and, and the whole story of the Bible, I believe it because when I look at the the facts of it all, this is, this is what's true. This is what makes sense. This is the most beyond to, to, to use the scientific method beyond reasonable doubt. This is what makes sense. Do you know what I mean? And and part of getting there is to explore the entirety of the thing, right? So for me in my generation, one of the big books that's like taboo, or at least was, it's it's old, it's old hat now. But I remember growing up and it uh I say growing up, I was late teens into young adult, like into adult years when um the Da Vinci Code came out. And the Da Vinci Code was the big was the big thing, right? Oh, don't let your kids listen to or, or read the the Da Vinci Code. Um, and and I don't even need I don't even need any of the theological or biblical stuff to disarm that. Dan Brown has come out and said, "I believe everything that's in this book." Okay, page one, page one. It it said it states how many glass panes are on the ceiling of the Louvre, and that's an incorrect statement. It's a work of fiction, guys. It's a work of fiction, and like. If if you can't handle fact from fiction, then don't read it. If you can't handle that, and somebody saying you, then you. But it, but to me, reading the Da Vinci Code is all the same as going on old school History Channel and watching something like The Bible Code and all of that kind of stuff that used to that used those kinds of shows that used to be on there. Like, and you know, I I I put a I put a high view on the fact that ultimately Christianity is 
an Eastern religion. It is not a Western religion. And baked into that is the spiritual component. And and I really do believe that as as we suss out and and evaluate, and then I'll and then I'll drop the mic here. But as as we really unpack what it means to have a biblical worldview or live in a way that God's authority is the highest authority, or as I state it, and and it goes into a whole into a whole thought process and line of thought. But the living living in the active and present kingdom is 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 involved in that is a relationship with God. And as a byproduct of that relationship of God, we should want to know him more, know him better, know his character, know the personhood of Jesus, understand what the Bible actually says in its full totality. One of the best ways that you can do that is to understand the context in which this was being written, on which all of this stuff is being taught, in which the the New Testament is quoting the Old Testament, and understand the continuous narrative that ultimately leads to Jesus. And what you can do in all of that is is pick up the little breadcrumb trails along the way that have proof text in history and have proof text in other works and things like that. And the stuff, when you're reading that, there you will, it is a net. Some of the stuff that you're gonna grab in the net is stuff from the bottom of the ocean. It's stuff that's it's the it's the scraps, right? It's not, it's not not every single thing. You're gonna have to chew the meat and spit out the bones, but that's part of the power of understanding the character of God in the continuous narrative piece, because that gives you a context and a lens in which to be able to siphon out the nonsense for the stuff that even Jesus quoted, even was quoted in different parts of the Bible. Did You know what I mean? Amen. So, so, uh, okay, preacher. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, listen, listen. I, I think a part of the issue is thinking that the English translation that we have the Bible is it, and never knowing that, and especially, and we can tie this to anime, ne- never realizing that it is hard to translate Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic into English. It is hard to translate Japanese into English because of the nuances and all that goes involved that that. The issue that you come across is that when you look at scripture and you're trying to understand it in this in its context, in the English context, yeah, there's some stuff that will not make sense. But however, you go back to the Greek or the Hebrew and read it in full context, you will grasp the full context of the text and understand all that is happening once you understand the translations is what's difficult. Because for anyone to try to translate and understand that if in the Hebrew the word uh, live, L-I-V, can also mean head and heart. Which one do you choose when it's talking about how you love God? Do you say, do you love God with all your head? Do you love say a uh, God with all your heart? No, we just say love God with all your head and your heart, mind, body, and strength as well. But but right. that's that's the nuances that comes up that a lot of folks don't realize that it ain't just as simple as it is, as it's being presented mm-hmm. to us. Now, English has become a very simple language over the past few hundred years. Not a lot of people realize that. Right. Right. And it's, it's, it's an interesting tie in you, you, you know, you hit that anime piece. It's, it's honestly, I remember the first time that I showed somebody who was like a staunch purist, right? Like for, for, um, DBZ was the end of the story. This is before super, um, that, that DBZ was the end of the story that GT didn't count. It was just basically an extended fanfic. And, I remember showing them all they had seen was the American version. 
And I remember showing them the first the first time because they were super into the um, the Japanese version of Z versus the American version of Z. But some of the same um, sentiment can be given to those translation pieces because not everything's great about the the American version of of DBZ. But especially with GT, because it's so different. I remember showing him the first time and it was like he was watching an an entirely new series. You know what I mean? And that's, I remember the first time that I picked up a Strong's. For those of you that don't know, a Strong's Concordance is, I guess, I guess in its, in its most simplified definition, a dictionary, um, a, a reference book that you can that you can look up the um, the source language and the translation and and get references and that kind of thing. Um, I remember the first time that I that I that I picked one up and I started using it, and it was like an entirely new light was shined on the scriptures because I was able to really you know, go down rabbit holes. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so what's this, what's this word? Like I've, I've seen this word elsewhere in scripture. What's this word mean? You know what I mean? Because you look at, you look at some, some passages, many passages, entire definitions, entire concepts that bleed over into other parts of scripture hinge on one or two words and understanding what those one or two words mean. And, and that can be the difference of whether or not you are worshiping something in a Jesus suit, or you are seeking the authentic Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, just the, the sad truth is that a lot of folks don't realize that <laughs> the King James Version of the Bible, which, you know, a lot of folks say this, this is the one you should read from, is written on a 12th grade level. Yeah. And and that the King James need to be read aloud. It was supposed to have been an auditory book that was supposed to be read. That's why when you hear the King James version of any pose as read, it it sparks something in you and that's how it's supposed to be set up. However, which 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 denotes the that it was just trying to recreate the he, ancient Hebrew, because Hebrew do the same thing. Right. It denotes an emotion response because of what you're hearing that speaks and sparks something on the inside of us. But you miss that if you only see one version. You miss that if you just only see the Americanized version of anime. You you miss the richness and the beauty of seeing it in its original form. Yeah. And that's the beauty of of different translations, right? Like that's I used to be I used to be a staunch purist for you don't really go outside of the of the 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 big three, right? The the mo, mo, when you ask most American evangelical types, they've you've got the big three, um, and, and it, it started with the easy to read version because the um, it was that was brought to me by a guy that I used to broadcast with, and he he said you know he likes it because it's simplified. You know what I mean? Like he he was raised in a household where English was not the first language. And so to him, it was beneficial to have something that was a little bit more simplified because the, for those of you that don't know, the deaf community, the easy read version was, was created for the deaf community. The deaf community has substantially less vocabulary than what is standard English language. And that, that opened my eyes, you know, that for some people that even that is bridged too far and that's not the real and authentic gospel and all this kind of stuff. but. It it showed me that the same sentiment, like like the same the same core, the the root 
is still being portrayed. Yeah, do you miss some of the nuance? Yes, you miss some of the nuance. When you go concept for concept, you there. yes, there is a little bit of something at different parts that is lost. I'll be the first one to admit it. But let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, guys. Because when you have those different translations, maybe something will spark in you over here that didn't over there. And then you have some of them, like, like Kino said, that are just meant to be more, I guess, artistic. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like you, you think, think about the source material here. So, so much didn't have, you know, the printing press. It wasn't like everybody was walking around with, with, with copies of the Bible. Most of the time people were hearing it. And so it stands to reason that some of these trends, some of these translations would be going for that same tradition. Mm -hmm. I, I'm going to say this. Uh, Cause I always say this when we talk about Bible, uh, for anyone who wants to know, get your good get your good study Bible and read the editor's note. Yeah, read. Don't just open the Bible. Read the editor's note because the editor's note will tell you which manuscript they're using, why they're using it, and how do they came about understanding and, and writing down the scriptures in the way that they understood based off of their own understanding. But you got to read the editor's notes. You got to, got to. Foot, yeah. Always read the footnotes. Footnotes make make sense. Yeah. So, in conclusion, watch the sub, read the Christian Standard Bible, um, anything else? Uh, the NASB, I guess. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. Thanks for joining us, guys. No. Uh, yeah. End of podcast. That's the last episode. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think for me, this, this kind of conversation about what is canon and what is not is a lot of fun. Because as as I process deep culture through my Christian brain, and as I uh, as I continue to enjoy good storytelling and things like that, it is when when done well. I should I should preface when done well. When we leave out the toxic nonsense, when we don't bite at each other, and we can have like actual you know, conversation and dialogue about what is canon and what is not with these different and the value of the different stories and things like that. I do think that, that this is for me, one of the more fun topics because it, it works some of those same muscles. You know what I mean? When you're, when you're processing through understanding truth and understanding scriptures and all of those kinds of things, it kind of recontextualizes those same skill sets and those same muscle groups but for something that's, uh, I, I guess, a little bit more lighthearted, you know, it will it will enhance to the richness of the text. Yes, it will, it will make it alive if you if you you truly truly go in and dive in and see yourself in the book. These are real people. Yeah, they might be old, they might be dead and gone, but these are real people had real issues. Yep. yep, yep. And that's mar marinate on that. Marinate on the fact that when we pick up the Bible, it's about real people. It gets lost sometimes as 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 stories, but this isn't mythology. These were people that walked the earth. You know what I mean. So I want to end off with a little bit of a, a little bit of a special thing. I know we usually do um, recommendations, but I want to hear from you guys. If you had to recommend something that is questionable in its canonicity to the source material. Is there anything that jumps out to you guys as something that you would suggest people take a look at? Let me let me let me go first because I'm I'm gonna say I used to be a staunch canon 
that it had to be the source and that was it. Um, but, but in watching GT and especially talking with you all, it has, it has broadened my horizon to have an appreciation and the richness of that, which I love. And so, um, I'm going to, to offer someone who was a staunch Canaanite <laughs> as I was to, uh, especially if you like Star Wars, just, just dive into legends, mm-hmm. just read one of the legend books. Um, and, and I know we're not talking about, but I, I have to say, I just finished Darth Plagueis mm. and oh my gosh, that was so good. Oh, awesome. And I listened to the audio book. I didn't even read. I listened to the audio book. It was, I would go to sleep at that and just dreams. It, it's all, it was, oh, that was a, that was a wonderful, wonderful book. So, so legends do legends folks. Star Wars legends. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Kino said Star Wars legends. So, uh, I'm going to say Star Wars Visions. A lot of people still haven't seen Star Wars Visions. What's wrong with you? It's on Disney Plus. It's not canon. No. Some of them good. are really good. They are Go good. watch them. God, also, Dragon good. Ball GT. Also, yeah, never... the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure light novels. That's a different one. Those are just crazy. Yeah, I was just introduced to the... I watched a YouTube video about the storyline for JoJo's uh, Amazing Circus. Mike. I had heard or, or JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> it's but, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, for me, since since you guys took took the big two that I would that I would point to, um, if you want something that's just just ridiculous camp, just nonsense for ninety minutes, watch. The original Power Rangers movie. It is not canon to a- MMPR. Um, it takes it some not? of this. It is not. Um, huh. It takes some of the same concepts as as was done in the show, but does them differently. Um, I think the movie did it better than the than than the show did in for for that section of the story. But yeah, and that and you know I. Am always for people watching the movie, so that way the new owners of the uh, Power Rangers IP see that Ivan Ooze is an amazing villain and absolutely needs to get canonized. Definitely, it's true. I assumed he was canon for the past, you know, seventeen years. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, that is a wrap. And oh, real quick, he- yeah, one more thing. Uh, in JoJo's, they imply that Jesus Christ is a Joe star. I just had to put that out there. There you go. Couldn't leave that unsaid. <laughs> Crazy <All right>. series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From the super slimmed down uh, explanation that I that I heard, it, it is a whole lot going on. That's for sure. It's bizarre. It's an yeah. adventure. Yep, for sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, and if you have listened through this and you want to hear more opinions and takes and perspectives from our illustrious panel of hosts, you can head on over to systematicgeekology.org. Check out the full run through of what we uh, have been doing for almost a year now. Crazy to think about. 
Um, and as well as slide on over to the host tab and you'll be able to see the variety of projects that we are all involved in. And if you want to help us keep the lights on and get uh, clued in on the awesome um bonus uh bonus materials that we have for you guys head on over to patreon.com slash systematic geekology toss a couple of bucks in the kitty help us keep the lights on and remember one very important thing that we are all a chosen people a geekdom of priests This was an Anazao Ministries podcast. If you enjoyed this show and would like to learn more about our network, be sure to check out the Anazao Ministries podcast network.